let this be the year that you push the limits of your comfort zone. Let this be the year that you go after the bigger opportunities, the year that you try things that you're terrified to try, but you know that they can help your life and they can help your dreams. Do the things that you didn't think were possible for you or for anybody. Let this be the year that maybe you experience more failure than you want to, but not everything is going to be a failure. You're going to experience some incredible wins if you keep going out there and you keep trying to do things that other people think are impossible. Welcome to Starve the Doubts. I'm your host, Jared Easley. Joining us as always from Maui, Hawaii, Aloha, Kamanzi Constable. Aloha, Jared. I'm always excited to be here and talk to our peeps. Yeah, absolutely. 2015, Kamanzi, has been an explosive year for you. Amazing wins. Just some of the coolest opportunities that have opened up for you. Being your friend and someone who's aware of your story and who's watched your progress you know, to see all the cool things that have happened in 2015 just blow my mind. And then recently you just put out there, hey, I'm putting together a plan for 2016. I'm like, wait, 2015 hasn't even ended yet. And you're already thinking about next year, which is smart. You're being strategic. But yeah, today we want to talk about 2016. So for people who are saying, hey, maybe I haven't had all the cool things happen that Kamazi's had in 2015. Now, you know, I want to start uh, setting myself up the right way for 2016. So let's talk about your 2016 promotional plan and how people who are listening can come up with their own. Yeah, I felt like I did this, started this full time in 2013. And since then, I feel like I've kind of winged it, Jared. (laughs) So I would think about like coaching or courses or whatever, the way that I make my income to support my family. I would think, okay, this would be a good time to do this. This would be a good time to do that. There was really no plan at all. And then at the end of last year, Jared and I were having a conversation about publications or we we started writing Stop Chasing Influencers. And so we were having this conversation about the book and about what was going on. And Jared's like, you know, with all that you've done, you should reach out to Pat Flynn because, you know, he was there for you in the beginning. He helped you. You should reach out to him and let him know what's going on. And I did that. I, I just reached out to him and said, hey, Pat, I'm writing for these places now. This is what happened. And he said, who we, we got to get you on the show to talk about this. So recorded that episode in December, December, like 7th of 2014. It was actually, no, it was December 11th, December 11th, because it was two days after my grandfather died. So it was December 11th. And that episode went live in January. And since then, Jared, like 2015 was just an explosive year. Like so many cool things happened. I think that interview was definitely the catalyst, but I still felt like it was a year of winging it. So as I went on this trip to Morocco and Spain, and I'm on these 13, 14 hour flights, these really long flights, I thought instead of watching what I typically do is just watch the movies, instead of watching the movies, why don't I do something that's actually productive? <laughs> why don't I <laughs> like, like, like hang out with Christian Bale? Yeah, well, that well, not hang out, stalk him, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I watch thought, him, watch stalk. Why don't I just like do something that's productive? And I didn't really want to write because I've tried writing on planes before, Jared, and it's just I don't know, it doesn't work for me. So I thought, why don't I sit down and think about what I want to do in 2016? And I sat down, and by the end of a 13-hour flight. I had this plan that included a lot of things which we could talk about, but included 
what's going to happen in my business in 2016? I looked at this thing and I thought, wow. And I sent it to Jared. I'm like, what do you think? And Jared's like, yeah, this is really solid. So it just got me thinking and realizing. And for all the Starve the Dolls peeps, all those that are in this kind of uh, lifestyle. So like a speaker, coach, a podcaster, entrepreneur, somebody who's working on being one of those things. It's well worth your time right now to sit down and think about next year and to sit out and plan it out. If you wait until January 1st, it is going to be too late. You're starting the year off behind. We haven't hit the holidays yet. Holidays are coming. You know, in three weeks, it's going to be Thanksgiving. Three weeks after that, it's going to be Christmas. And it's just a chaotic time where you're probably going to be going to see family and friends and who knows what else during the holidays. So right now, today, as you're listening to this, this is the time to start thinking about your year next year and start putting that plan in place for what you're going to do, what you're going to offer, what kind of plan you're going to create if you're trying to transition out of a day job. How are you going to do that? What are the steps that you're going to take in 2016? Now is the time to start planning, Jared. Now, Kamanzi, is this one of those things where is this just high end overview, like you're, you're dreaming big, you're shooting for the stars, or is this something where you're, you're actually mapping it out? Like I'm going to I'm going to have this opportunity and to get to this opportunity, I've got to do A plus B plus C. Like how, how detailed are you being in your promotional plan? I think that you should be as detailed as you possibly can. For mine, it's very detailed. For mine, it includes like the courses that I'm going to offer next year. It includes when they're going to be. It includes the content that I'm going to create on my blog, the articles that I'm going to write for publications, when the speaking events that I have lined up, when there's going to be, and that's how that's going to coincide with the programs and, and the content that I'm creating. It's very, very detailed for my business. For you, if you're transitioning out of day job, you're already doing this, I definitely think it's worth it for you to think about what you want to do when and how you're going to get there. So it could be something like a health goal. Maybe you want to lose some weight or something like that. Maybe you can start mapping that out. If you want to get a better job, maybe you can map that out. If you want to start or grow your business as much as you can and as detailed as you can, maybe it might not start off very detailed, Jared. Like somebody says, I've never done this ever, so I have no clue how to do this. Maybe you start out a little bit more general and you add to it as things start to come to you. But as detailed as you can be putting that in some kind of a document, it gives you like a clear roadmap. I can tell that could be a tripwire for some people if they say, hey, I don't know how to write a book, (laughs) but I want to write a book. So if they don't have all the details, you know, then at least putting it on the list could then put you in a position to start saying, "Okay, now what steps do I need to take to get to that? Yeah, because that's a good starting point. Okay, you want to write a book. Great. Now, how do I actually write a book? Okay, well, the book is going to be I think it's going to be X number of chapters All right, X Mm -hmm. number of chapters, X number of words. If you remember the David Hancock interview from our listeners that remember that interview, David Hancock told us that books should be 45 to 60,000 words. That's what he believes is a good word count. So let's start with 45,000 words. That's your target. Okay. What does that break down to every day? What does that break down to every week? And I don't think you should have daily goals. When it comes to writing, I have weekly goals because it's too easy to miss a day or something like that. Then you start to feel bad. And then you, you, before you know it, you're not doing anything because you feel bad that you miss your daily goals. So like weekly or monthly goals, I think that's probably better 
But okay, what does 45,000 words break out to in a six month period? And just break that down. No, that's that's good stuff. And we talked about, you know, what to do with free information and being successful with free information. And, you know, we mentioned good friends like Kim Trumbo and how they had success with her. uh, She had success with her children's book just by, you know, asking people in Facebook groups and and doing a little bit of research online. And uh, I think uh, for someone that's wanting to put together their 2016 plan, if you don't know exactly how to get there, don't be afraid to write that down. And then don't be afraid to start asking questions around and start mapping out how you're going to actually accomplish that goal. Yeah, because with the free information piece, what do you learn? What do you not learn? If you have a plan in place, like, you know, this is what I'm going to do. So let's talk to like the lifestyle entrepreneurs, bloggers, podcasters, writers, YouTubers, all of us, right? If you do not know what your goals are, some of the things that you want to accomplish, that's when you find yourself signing up for like 10 webinars a year. That's where you find yourself subscribed to like 50 blogs. And then you see Pat Flynn's talking about ConvertKit is a new email service and you're like, ooh, that looks interesting. Or you see John Lee Dumas is, is talking about this process that you use and like, ooh, that's interesting. And you're getting distracted by all the free information out there because you are not focused, because you're not, you don't have a plan. So you don't really know what you should be focused on as far as the free information goes. Right. That's well said. Okay. So let's talk specifically about your 2016 plan. You talked about, you know, you're, you're thinking about doing some classes So let's go into further detail. What's on the horizon for you for 2016? For me, it's a little bit simple because I've spent the last couple of years figuring out what does my audience want. And what that looks like is I have four different classes. One of them is called Freedom Through Online Business. That's a class just for beginners that want to start an online business. It's a cheaper class. It's 97 bucks. I have a class called the Transition Club for those that want to transition out of a day job. I have a course called um, Exposure Through Large Publications, those that want to leverage the power of large publications, and a new course, Jared, that I'm introducing called Paid Consulting 101, because that is like the number one thing that people ask me these days. So that, and then a course one-on-one coaching. And so it's very simple. The way it breaks down is those class, people can get one of those classes two times a year. They're going to be offered two times throughout the year, and three times a year, I'm going to open up coaching. So it's not going to be open all the time. But when I was able to think about what I offered and then sit down and think about months, so like January is going to be freedom through online business. And then if you want to take it again, you can take it again in June. So to be able to sit down and think about the months, okay, this is what I'm going to offer this. This is the content that I'm going to create this month. This is what I'm going to speak and have that plan. Now it help the content focus. It also helps me know what do I need to learn? So in January, guess what I'm going to be learning about? I'm going to be learning about a little bit, educating myself more on online business. Even though I've done a lot of study on that, I think you should always be a student where it makes sense. So it helps me focus that way. And also for lifestyle entrepreneurs, like we talked about, I don't really like to say that word because it just has such a negative connotation. But for lifestyle entrepreneurs, if you're wondering, how do I make consistent income? This is how you make consistent income. You have the programs, you have the schedule, you have it laid out to where you know where your income is going to come from every month. Yes. (laughs) Now, for some that's, uh, you know, who are starting out, they're like, whoa, 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 I don't, you know, I don't even know how I'm going to, you know, come up with this money. So I, I, (laughs) there are some people who are like, yeah, I get it. Come on, that's cool. I'm in. And then there's some that are like, hey, whoa, whoa, let's go back to ground one. Like, how do I even... Yeah. So if you're (laughs) you're just starting out and you're like, well, I don't have four courses and blah, blah, blah. 
That's cool. What you'd want to think about then is what do you offer that people are going to pay you for? Are you a coach? <laughs> we talked about that last episode, being a coach. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> are you a coach? And what a coach means is you're, you know, maybe you're a little bit farther along than somebody else's on what you do. You have a little bit more information and you're committed to doing research. Okay. If that's the case, you're a coach, you're going to help people with this. That's one thing that you offer. But what else? If you don't have like a lot of stuff, what can you take the time to create in 2016? Are you going to write a book? Are you going to create a guide? Are you going to do a class? When when I say class, class today is so much simpler than it was back in the day. You can use a service like free conference call, free conference call. It's completely free. Let you have the ability, ability to do like a group class where you can do a screen share. You can walk people through things on a screen share. You can have up to like 25 people on there. It's recorded. It's transcribed. And that's all free. So when it comes to a quote unquote class, you have the free software to do it. Then it's a matter of what am I going to teach? I don't know what you do, but whatever it is that you do, say, this is what I'm going to teach people. It's going to be knitting, knitting 101. And then I'm going to, it's a three week class where I'm going to teach them, you know, step one is picking the right yarn. That's going to be class one yarn and and needles and whatever. (laughs) Class two is going to be patterns. And then class three is going to be the advanced stuff. So it's, it's a matter of thinking about what it is that you do and just breaking that down into three or four weeks and teaching people something very, very specific. Teach them something specific. Give them some good actionable information. Use something like a free conference call to record it. Put that, the recordings behind a password protected page in WordPress, or you could even be all fancy and you can get like a membership plugin or something like that. But it, it doesn't have to be complicated. So, Kamanzi, one of the things that we're going to do that we haven't done in the past is, or I can't speak for you, but I haven't done, is a, we'll call it a fancy book launch party, right? So that's on on my list for 2016, the beginning of the year, you and I are going to have a book launch party. So you and I have chatted briefly about this, but for people who are listening, we're just kind of help them think through that process. So we know we want to do a book launch party. We have never really done one on the scale that we're wanting to do it. So based on that, how would you map it out? What would you do? Uh, Yeah, you would want a place to host it. So in the past, I've rented a room at a hotel. When the last one I did was in Milwaukee, 90, it was like 97 bucks to rent this big room. They give you everything you need, the chairs, all that stuff. They even gave us like a, a platform where people could come up there and speak and say a few words, but you want a place to host it. Don't break the budget for this. Don't pay $1,000 to rent some room at the Ritz-Carlton. Just get something that's cost-effective somewhere, a hotel, a hall, somewhere where you live. Then you're going to want books. (laughs) Um, If you're a self-published author, you can get those on CreateSpace. If you're a published author, your publisher will will send you some books. But you're going to want books because surprisingly, Jared, it surprises me the number of people that want your book at a book party. Like I thought I would just be there to celebrate the book, but man, people kept coming up and buying books. I'm like, no, take it. They're like, no, I want to pay you for this. I believe in this. I want to pay you for this. And it's pretty cool. It's, it's very cool. And you're signing books there at the book party and then you want food. So you can get that catered. You can make it yourself. 
I had my friend Will, who Jared met in Milwaukee, my friend William Hufflinger. He does barbecue. He uh, smoked some turkey and he did some pulled pork where he smoked that out. And that's what we had as our food. People loved the food. It was the, the hotel let you bring that in. They let us bring it in. Yeah. Oh, that was nice. Yeah, it was huh. absolutely. It was great food. And I had about, I don't know, 80 of my family and friends. My grandfather was there. All my family was there. And it was, you know, it was one of those days where you're like crying a lot, Jared, <laughs> because your family and friends are there. You got this book. It's just, it's a surreal moment. So get a cheap room, have the books, get some food and enjoy yourself. And if you want to be all fancy smancy, you can go to like a local printer and have like a a cover of the book printed up so that people can see that or a banner or whatever else you need. All right. So Kamanzi, how are you getting people to the book launch party if you don't have this big email list or, you know, what are you going to do? Maybe you can do some periscopes. <laughs> Jared knows. I don't know that that's going to. Yeah, help. Jared knows it how might. much I like. Uh, Jared knows how much I like Periscope. So I think I think there was some sarcasm there for people like, hey, no, I, I heard of Periscope. Yeah, no, that joking. that was definitely sarcasm. Yeah. Um, okay, fair enough. You can use Meetup, like a place like Meetup.com, and either form a group or, or join an existing group. But most of the people that are going to come to an event like this are going to be family and friends, and maybe some Facebook friends that live close by. So this isn't a a thing that I don't think anybody should do to make money. I don't think this should be like a making money thing. I think this is just like a celebration thing. A couple people buy the book. Hey, that's a bonus. But this is really just to celebrate. So family and friends, invite them. Facebook friends that live close by. Meetup group. You could put out an ad on Craigslist if you wanted to, but mainly it's going to be family and friends. Yeah, you can create an event in Facebook. I think those are some good tips. That's good stuff. But primarily friends and family, hey, you know, love to have you be a part of this and yeah, find a place where you can do it. And I would say if you're not able to get it at a hotel space or something, don't don't be afraid to look at uh, local places like co-working spaces, you know, any kind of, uh, yeah, I, I, that, that's the first place I would look is conference space. And then Toastmasters, come on, I know you're familiar with Toastmasters. Yeah. Toastmasters, usually when they have their meetings, they have their meetings for free they don't have big budgets to go and rent spaces. So where is a local Toastmasters meeting in your area? That might be a location where you could go to them and say, hey, I'm having this you know, book launch. May I use your location? And you'd be surprised. There's going to be some that say no, but there are going to be some that say, yeah, that's no problem. So a uh, local library even, I've heard you can uh, sometimes, um, I don't know if check out <laughs> a room is the right term there, but uh, you can use a room or a space at a local library. So there's different things that you can do if you're not able to have a budget to try to, you know, invest in a in a conference room at a hotel. Yeah. Or you can just do your house. <laughs> if you got a little. Yeah, you can always do your house. I don't know if you want random strangers from Craigslist. <laughs> <your house. laughs> that, that's kind of the way Kamanzi rolls, though. <laughs> Strike that from the record. <laughs> you're you're kind of like that. Yeah. I put on Craigslist and then all these random people in Maui showed up at my house. But if you so. are going to launch a book your first book, or maybe it's not a book. Maybe it's to launch your podcast or whatever. But that first thing, Jared, I think it's important to celebrate that. Yeah, it is. That's a milestone. You don't have to be a New York Times bestselling author to celebrate your book. You wrote a book. You published a book. You created a podcast. You started a YouTube channel. Whatever it is, this thing that's a milestone in your life, celebrate that thing. (laughs) 
Okay, so here's a question, Kamanzi. What's the difference between celebrating versus just ego, in-your-face, obnoxious boasting? And I, I know you've seen extreme examples of this. I know I have, and I know you have too. So you seem to have a, a reasonable balance with this where you're sharing a win, but you've seen it done the wrong way too. So so what advice would you have for someone who's uh, wanting to be excited about something, wanting to celebrate, but not pushing it you know, any further than that? Yeah, I would tell you that it's all about the intention and where you're coming from. When you post because you're genuinely excited, it's just like that childhood joy. I think people can sense that and they can feel that that's real. But when you come off like you're like the expert, (laughs) as Jared said last episode, Uh people can sense that as well. So when you, you know, let's say you went to the White House or something like that. You can say that in a way that you don't make people feel small. So like, yeah, I hung out at the White House today and hung out with the president. What are you doing? You know, like that kind of way <laughs> makes people feel small. But when you share like, hey, I hung out at the White House today, I hung out at the president. It's amazing what we can do today. I think there's a difference. And people I, I spoke in Israel while you sat at your cubicle. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's probably not the, the right way to post that on Facebook. No, and I think it's a mix too, right? You don't just want to share things that are happening in your life. If you have somebody, share other people's wins, other people's successes. It might be a friend of yours. It might be a family member. It might be a client of yours or whoever. Don't just celebrate your stuff. Celebrate the wins. And it's even better celebrating the wins of other people, isn't it, Jared? I think so. And people are appreciative of that. And that continues to build those relationships and that rapport. And we've talked about in the past how over time, when you have those connections and those relationships that are sincere and authentic, and you've uh, really supported those people in a genuine manner, when it's your turn to be supported, some of those uh, folks are the first people to line up and say, hey, I want to help Kamanzi because, you know, Kamanzi's, you know, been there for me on various occasions. And I found that to be true time and time again. Yeah. And I think you, you know, the difference you know where you're coming from. Understand that no matter what, there are going to be people that don't get it. <laughs> there are going to be people that think you're boasting and you're bragging and blah, blah, blah. But those people haven't walked a mile in your shoes. They don't know what you went through to get to that point. They don't know what it took for you to write that book. They don't know the struggle that you had to go through. So yep. they won't get it. And if they don't get it, that's fine. Just ignore them because you know what you went through to get to this point and you, you deserve to celebrate. Yeah. So I, I love that advice. Don't be afraid to celebrate. And if nothing else, you can celebrate with Kamanzi and I. Yeah. Shoot, shoot us a message. Let us know, hey, you know, I may not want to blast this out publicly, but, you know, today this happened and I'm, I'm really proud of it. And Kamanzi and I are not too good to, to give you an attaboy and a pat on the shoulder because we, we want to hear those wins, too. We love celebrating wins with people. We really do. Awesome. So uh, 2016, Kamanzi, I know couldn't talk about everything that's going to happen in 2016, this short podcast, but is there any final thing that you want to suggest or, or anything that you want to remind people of as they're planning for next year? Let this be the year that you push the limits of your comfort zone. Let this be the year that you go after the bigger opportunities, the year that you try things that you're terrified to try, but you know that they can help your life and they can help your dreams. Do the things that you didn't think were possible for you or for anybody. Let this be the year that maybe you experience more failure than you want to, but not everything is going to be a failure. You're going to experience some incredible wins if you keep going out there and you keep trying. 
to do things that other people think are impossible. Oh, that's good. And some of the Star of the Doubts listeners are saying, hey, some of those classes that Kamanzi talked about, that's me. I'm interested in that. I am under the impression, Kamanzi, and I might be speaking to you early here, that Star of the Doubts listeners are going to get a special discount to some of those opportunities. Is that true? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we're going to hook more on that. (laughs) But we don't want you to feel like, you know, this isn't to promote what I'm doing. It's definitely not. I've been very incredibly blessed. So it's definitely, we're not sitting here trying to promote anything to you. What we want you to take away more than anything is that you can do all this stuff too. Well said. All right, Kamanzi, thank you. Looking forward to uh, obviously 2016, but we still got a lot of 2015 left. So there's some good stuff coming up. Our next episode, you and I are going to be chatting about webinars, which I know is a a fun topic for you (laughs) and a recent post that you put out that uh, got you some uh, interesting comments and interesting private responses. So we're going to discuss that in the next episode. So thank you again, Kamanzi. Mahalo. It's well worth your time right now to sit down and think about next year and to sit out and plan it out. If you wait until January 1st, it is going to be too late. You're starting the year off behind. So right now, today, as you're listening to this, this is the time to start thinking about your year next year and start putting that plan in place for what you're going to do, what you're going to offer, what kind of plan you're going to create if you're trying to transition out of a day job. How are you going to do that? What are the steps that you're going to take in 2016? Now is the time to start planning. 